0: Joe and Carl Carafell here on the J and K podcast. What's Whoa, up, guys? What's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's been a little while, so we figured we're going to come on uh, here and uh, do a little uh, technology talk, and then we might uh, do some turnbuckle talk in mean, a separate episode. Kind of go for two for one type thing here. So,
1: yeah, considering it's you know I was I was under the weather, I was ill. Boy, so were you ever? Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was. So. It
0: would have been too uh, weird uh, with you coughing and wheezing all over the place and. Uh, yeah, because you had a really nasty cough going there, so they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll let you chill out for a week. Yeah, it was it was bad,
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm good now, thankfully. Yeah. You know, my throat's still a little bit sore, but I mean, mm-hmm. other than that, I'm,
0: uh, I'm okay. I'm good. Awesome. Well, before we get into some technology talk with some other kind of things mixed in there as well, uh, yeah. we'll start with our opening uh, little uh, sound clip here, and uh, this is uh, one to just... You know, these things just kind of stumbled on. And it was like, oh, yeah, I remember that uh, happening. uh, Just, uh, I I still find this hilarious. I mean, uh, for us being wrestling fans, I mean, this, uh, just watching The Rock kind of do his thing. Uh, This is The Rock uh, at the, uh, I believe it was the uh, 20th anniversary of of Raw. Or it might have been the 25th. I'm pretty sure it was the 20th. And uh, basically him singing a song to, I believe at the time she might have been the GM. Of uh, the program, and uh, this is uh, The Rock serenading, so to speak, Vicky Guerrero. Enjoy.
2: There's a very special woman that The Rock wanted to sing a very special song to tonight. No, not Cookie Puss. And I'd like to bring her out here. Would you please come out, Vicky Guerrero? <laughs>
3: That's
2: nice. <laughs> Don't be shy, Vicky. Come on out. I just want to sing a song to you. Ah! There you are, Vicky. There you are. You look so nice. I got a very special song I wanted to sing for you, Vicky. You ran off last time, last time I was talking to you backstage. Sing a very special song. I want to sing it to you here in Houston. And sing it in front of the world. One of my favorite artists, Mr. Eric Clapton. clothes to wear She puts on her makeup She brushes her short black hair And then she'll ask me Do I look alright? And I said no biatche Tonight. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, Vicky. Don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear this because the world wants to sing it to you. You abuse all your power, waste everybody's time. You dress like a hooker (laughs) Not the expensive pound So get your ass to the airport Take a one-way flight Because, biatch, you look horrible tonight We'll sing you out we'll sing you bye properly we said Biage you look horrible tonight Texas that is one horrible looking
0: just got tape so there you go <laughs> I mean just classic uh, rock and I mean just real difference between uh, you know when you look at uh people in the wrestling business it's a real difference between superstar and wrestler
1: oh yeah, hundred percent that's right so different
0: so, this is the thing that you know that uh you know this is into a turnbuckle talk but uh, you know just uh, his ability to entertain is uh, you know what makes him stand out as you know somebody that's you know can just you know transcend different uh, you know not just wrestling you know it's why he's been su- so successful in the movie business and whatnot right so you know and I guess that kind of transitions maybe
1: into our first thing for our tech talk today mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about the rock in Siri
0: yes. Uh, a little uh, pretty much a, a, it's a promotion thing with uh, uh, for Apple uh, yep. leading up to you know the new iPhone and, and kind of whatnot and uh, it, will, it will actually lead to another kind of clipping pigs we'll, we'll play that too because I I've already watched this and it was uh, quite interesting and uh, you know Apple really going for like a power move with uh, using the rock oh yeah so, um, you know for the the, the promotion coming up uh, you know for uh, you know Siri and uh, you know what, it's going to possibly be the new iPhone. We still don't know if it's going to be an iPhone 7s yeah. or if it's going to be an eight. As it talks, maybe they're going to jump right to nine. I mean, it it really still kind of up in the air. We've been all kind of speculating as to what it could actually be, but uh, you know, when it comes to the series stuff, we'll, we'll just we'll play the uh, the bit and uh, and we'll kind of discuss it after. So here we go with. Uh, um, the Rock featuring Siri in a um, ad slash movie they kind of uh, coined it as it's about three and a half minutes long called "Dominate the Day." Uh, let's uh, take a listen to this. This one's for Earth. This
2: one. Is for Earth. Bingo. Boom. Love that one. Felt it. Yeah, felt good. Hey Siri, read my schedule.
3: You have 25 appointments at 7.15 oh, 720. You're on the telly.
4: With so many projects in the works, it seems like Dwayne Johnson can't possibly take on any more.
2: Well, oh, that sounds like a challenge. Hey Dwayne, where are we going, buddy? Dwayne. Buddy. Hey Siri, show me my life goals list.
3: I found 10 reminders.
2: Thank you very much. Hey Siri, give me a lift ride to LAX.
3: Lyft can get you a lift in 60 seconds.
2: Mind of a drive? I know a shortcut. You're uh... yeah. Hey Siri, what's the temperature in Rome today?
3: The high temperature for today in Rome will be 80 degrees, and the low will be 59 degrees. Oh. Oh. <gasps> so do
2: I pay you? It's on me. This is your new captain speaking. Looks like we have nice weather coming up for Rome, Italy. So sit back, relax. This plane's going to Akron. Uh, this flight's going to Rome. Hey, Siri, read me my last email.
3: At 9.30 AM, Visvin sent you an email about Mr. Nakamura can discuss your fashion line.
2: I'm out. Hey, Siri, show me photos of my fashion line. looks san what do you think? It doesn't really matter what I think, what do you think? Oh, I think it's showtime. Everything in life is made up of four elements. Wind, fire, water, rocks. Hey Siri, text Chef Ludo. I want to cook. Hey Siri, how many ounces in a centiliter?
3: One centiliter is 0. 0.34 fluid ounces. Messi, give me
2: something. Hey Siri, play my practice playlist. Siri, Facetime Dwayne.
3: Making a Facetime call to
4: Dwayne. okay? What are you getting back to set? Everybody's freaking out here, man. You still got the last shot. Don't
2: worry, I'll be there, okay? Okay, well, I'm gonna go get fired. Bye. Bye. Hey Siri, take a selfie. Hope it don't cause an eclipse.
4: I promise he'll be here. He's very punctual. Okay, Just man. roll, or right. do whatever if you, you say. Do. So, all right, let's roll, film, please.
2: This one's for Earth. Cut! All right, that felt good. DJ, that
1: was amazing, man. Are
2: you OK? Of course you're okay.
1: Cockadoodle a doo John. This is senior Cockadoodle a doo
2: So glad you're all right, man. I'm yes. so glad you're back. We got a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. We do have a lot to do. Hey, Siri, create a new list.
3: What should I call this list?
4: <laughs> Life Goals, the sequel. Okay, no, no, no. Normally I Normally, I like sequels, it. but I think right now we need to push off on that and just keep you open for other projects.
2: Hey, Siri, you're the best.
3: Thanks, Mister Big, bald
2: and beautiful. I love you too.
0: So there you go. Um, about three and a half minutes. You know, you're likely uh, not gonna probably see that ad on, on TV. If you do, it'll be kind of a shortened version. You get, uh, definitely uh, see that at theaters. I guess they're oh, yeah. really gonna be pushing that whole campaign, and you can tell that uh, Apple's really uh, trying to step up their game when it comes to that because. Um, you know, Google Assistant's been kind of blowing cereal out of the water. To be quite honest, uh, with you on that. So might uh, you know, Google Assistant still isn't perfect. Still has its kind of kind of issues. Like yep. even, uh, you know, even you just. Uh, today, you know, asking, you know, how old do you need to be to ride the city bus? And Google just kind of giving web results and you no know, nothing, yeah, you know, nothing like specific really specific as an answer. So, I mean, it, it's still in its infancy stages there. You know, there's going to be the odd question that you ask it that's going to get a little hung up on too. It's just growing pains when it comes to that technology. And uh, if you go back and actually... Um, <clears throat> yourself, uh, go and watch that uh, video on YouTube. It's actually right on uh, Apple's uh, actual YouTube page. That's not somebody else's posting or whatnot. And you look for uh, The Rock, X-Siri, Dominate the Day, you'll you'll watch that video. And even uh, you see what his uh, lock screen for it was. was a very old uh, school <laughs> picture of himself uh, yeah. with the Rocky My V character wearing a uh, it was a turtleneck and a fanny pack. Yep. Uh, yes, that's how The Rock used to dress when that was somewhat considered stylish, so... So, yeah, some good stuff there. And, uh, yeah, really going for a power uh, move with Apple there. We'll see. It's uh, You can definitely tell them that they're really pushing for that with uh, that campaign. So, And I don't think that's going to be the only video that they, that they do. I hope not. not knowing I mean, Apple and The Rock,
1: they're going to do multiple ones. I hope not. I mean, really, this is, this is the first time that I've seen this. Yep. And it really honestly captivated me. The music that they had mm-hmm. in there playing The Rock, you know, in there as well. You know, just just everything that was done with that little infomercial we could classify it as mm-hmm. was just super on point. For myself, not to the point where I would want to get an iPhone for Siri. Yeah. But, I mean, to the point enough where, wow, I have that wow factor. And I honestly, it was entertaining enough that I want to see more.
0: Yeah, it's not to just kind of pique your interest there. Yeah, Definitely not enough for me to want to you know, switch brands back over again because uh, I've used an iPhone as my primary phone. I don't believe that you have. I did for a little bit. For a little bit, not, but not for like an extended period of time. I had I had an iPhone 4 for, uh, you know, at least a year and a half and not uh, And uh, since then, I've been using Android phones. So, you know, looking at that, you know, do I have an interest? You know, maybe once this phone, or if and when it does give out, you know, would I venture back over to Apple with the iPhone? I don't know. I don't know. The, uh... We have to definitely see because I know with uh, some of their new phones, there might be really going up there in the, the price range of things. So, and uh, you know, some of these phones really get expensive. Even uh, the um, camera company Red getting into the uh, mm. the phone company with a sixteen hundred dollar uh, smartphone, uh, yeah. which is uh, really really getting into high territory and just not in the price range of regular consumers out there. So you know, it really you know just is for your. Um, Person with deep pockets and uh, with uh, money not being any kind of object for them, yeah, for a phone <laughs> like that. So definitely not something for the mass market out there. Um, you know, while we're on the topic of uh, Google stuff, um, the new version of Android is gonna be coming out soon, and they may or may not be venturing away from uh, um, how they've usually named their operating systems up until just recently. Oh, really? Tell yeah. me more. Um, well, if you, uh, follow the, uh, the versions of Android and if you know your alphabet, you know that, uh, you know, the current version of Android that's available to some of its users out there, I guess we mentioned in a previous episode, the, the, it's still a fragment out there because obviously you know some older phones can't run the newer version and whatnot, but uh you know the um, the current version of Android is Android and or Android Nougat or Android 7.0 or 7.1 yep with uh, if you have a pixel phone or some of the ones that have been upgraded to that uh, the next version it will be Android 8.0 or Android o and if you've looked at all the versions of Android 2 you'll notice that there's something that's consistent throughout the naming of it uh, usually in a, named after treats like uh you know like lollipop like marshmallow uh Kit you know Kat. gingerbread and stuff like that they may be venturing away with this and uh, the uh, possibility here might be they might, they might be going with here is android octopus which uh seems strange and now where the, the speculations have been coming with this is that uh, when they uh put up these beta versions of android there's mm-hmm. like some little usually like some little easter eggs uh kind of tucked in there and they usually are uh know suggestion of what it would uh, be and uh, i guess there's a uh, an image in there that uh kind of looks like an, an octopus there in the background yeah. so that's where that, that speculation is coming from and uh i don't know uh, if it's time for them to venture away from uh, uh naming it that way or not but uh at the end of the day you know as long as it uh functions properly and you know and has some innovation there the naming of it isn't really that big of a deal you know for me personally for some people it might be a big deal But, um, you know...
1: Well, yeah, probably. For those that that are, you know, looking forward to having another dessert, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I mean, some of the suggestions that I've seen, you know, are like orange sherbet and Oreo, you know, different stuff like that. Um, Oreo, I don't know if you could really get away with doing that, but I mean, they did with Kit Kat. Yep. Right? So...
0: If there's anybody who could afford the rights to use that name, it would be Google. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) They're... You no, know, they're they're worth a lot as a company. You know that that's actually something I, I've actually been a while okay. since I've looked at. You know, because we, uh, you know, thanks to the uh, the power of the internet, we can look at this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we can mm-hmm. actually find mm-hmm. out. You know, why don't we find out how much Google is worth as a company? Sure, right? And we can look them up on Wikipedia. Um, you know, they're pretty reliable when it comes to this kind of information. So we should get some pretty accurate stuff, uh, at least when it comes to you know their worth as a company here. You know, uh, they usually post that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, because they usually have,
1: like, actual people from the company that go mm-hmm. and, uh, like, they're paid just to watch this and make sure that, you mm-hmm. know, somebody isn't changing it to something, you know, non-true.
0: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, not, not seeing the actual number here. Uh do show that, uh, you know, as of uh, the latter half of 2015, 57,000 employees approximately, which is less than I would have uh, thought, actually. But, uh, you know, why don't we uh, do this? Actually, I'll do one better. Why don't we use our Google Assistant on our phone here and let's ask Google. Go ahead, try it out. Let's try it out. Okay, Google, how much is Google worth as a company? Here's what I found on the web. See, even, even with uh, Google itself, it shows, uh, you know, basically uh, just some web, re- web results, uh, the, the, uh, the amount coming up. $101.8 billion. Okay. What Google is worth as a company. So, um, yeah, they are definitely, uh, worth a lot of money and, you know, definitely in a position to, uh, to do that. So I, I
1: really hope that over the next little while, that this is something that Google changes with, um, you know, the Google assistant, because you could go on there and you can say, okay. And then say Google and then say, tell me a joke. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you a joke. You nope. Know, mm-hmm. But to ask it, how much is Google worth? And it won't tell you? Yeah. Like, that that that's something that really irks me. Or or to ask it, you know, like, a simple question like I did earlier. What's the age to ride a bus in Sault Ste. Marie?
0: Yeah. And it can't give me an answer? Yeah. But, yeah, I can ask it to do this. Let's have a little fun with this, shall we? Here, I won't even press the button. I'll go, okay, Google. Drop a beat.
3: Your hands together for MC sound file.
0: See, it can do kind of gimmicky stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, the odd kind of, you know, practical kind of question, you know, that'd be useful for us to know still kind of gets hung up a little bit. Now, you know, the one big difference, you know, from using uh, Siri, like, when it first kind of came out, you know, I know it's improved a little bit since then, but it's still kind of guilty of this, and they have a real advantage of the Google Assistant, is that you can be a lot more conversational with it, whereas here you have to, you know, keep restating what it is that you're asking but when you go to ask a question. You can't really ask follow-up questions, you know, like, a really kind of conversational, like, say, if I were to ask questions about, say, the, uh, um, I don't know, the... Uh, one of the, the the Congress building or whatever that building is in uh, Washington, or some asking about it, saying, "Okay, when was it built?" And then, if I wanted to ask another question, if I was using Siri, I'd had to be, "Okay, when was that building, whatever?" You know, who who built that particular building? Whereas with the Google Assistant, I could just say, "Who built it?" Yeah, you know, because it understands follow up questions in in that respect. Siri still lagging behind in that, and you know, now we have this uh, the the third one there that uh, Samsung came out with. that bixby uh Mm, that i don't know how that's happening so far but uh you know they're they're the third one to get in there and uh we'll see how that turns out for them but uh so kind of going with
1: what you were saying there i want to um i want i want to try it out and let let people hear it so um essentially what i'm going to do is i'm going to ask where did the uh where where the ravens football team from and then we'll i'll continue on from there so okay google where are the Ravens football team from? Baltimore, Maryland, United States. What stadium do they... Or, sorry, no, you have to say... Okay, Google. What stadium do they play in? M&T Bank Stadium is the home of Baltimore Ravens. Okay, Google. Who's their quarterback?
3: for the
1: Baltimore Ravens. There you go. So it's, it's, it's really nice and easy. Unfortunately, you do have to kind of say, you know, the okay and then say that, that, that name, mm-hmm. right, for it to recognize your voice again to be able yep. to continue through. But, I mean, I like the fact that I can have that feature where I don't have to continuously say, okay, so now where do the Baltimore Ravens play, yep. right? And then who is the Baltimore Ravens um quarterback right i can just ask who's their quarterback mm-hmm. just like i'm having a normal everyday conversation
0: yeah and you know that's only gonna uh, improve and you know and google is in in the best position with that you know they have uh, so much uh, uh, money and so much resources and behind you know their ai research everything apple's starting to venture into that into that uh, realm there but they're uh, still gonna lag behind that just because they don't have the resources like, yeah. it, like Google has, you know, and it. whereas I suppose, you know, if their mindset would have been a little bit different, if things would have unfolded differently uh, with with Apple, you know, with uh, Google, you know, essentially uh, being, you know, on the original iPhones, like a lot of the Google stuff was, like, it was built right into the operating system, like their yes. apps or everything like that. And then there was that falling out with uh, the Google people and with Steve there, and, you know, and that was around the same time too where Android was kind of born, you know, kind of similar to, uh, you know, you know, turning back the clock uh, further again with Apple when uh, when uh, Microsoft came out with Windows and it was almost yeah. kind of a, a direct rip-off of the Apple operating system. So it was almost kind of a repeat of that thing again. Yeah, you know, and that was one of the reasons why you know Steve had a lot of legitimate hate for uh, for Google for uh, quite a while, almost up until the day he died. You know, at one point even declaring nuclear war on Google. And uh, you know, and of course, if you followed technology news at that time uh they really went head to head a lot with samsung in particular yes um which is interesting because you know even the iphones uh up to this day sometimes with some of the chipsets and whatnot uh you know some of that is samsung technology oh yeah right so uh kind of odd you know that they um they use them for their products and at the same time suing them for (laughs) multi-millions of dollars you know so um kind of just the way the business kind of goes but uh Apple's always been a little uh, strange when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, very innovative and comes up with some uh, some neat stuff, but uh, likes to kind of uh, poke and prod some of the other companies as well, and you know, even going as far as suing companies like Samsung and stuff for uh, saying that their phones look too similar to theirs. I'm like, well, how different can you make it? You can't patent rounded rectangles. No, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So, you know, um, yeah, Apple's always been a little kind of funky when it comes to that uh, and going after companies for you know, and and really trying to patent uh, very uh, marginal kind of ideas like that, and saying no, nobody can do that but us.
1: Yeah, I mean, could could you honestly imagine that? I mean, Chevy, Ford, Subaru, yeah. uh, Hyundai, Toyota, Mazda, all these places, one of them saying you can't make a four door car. No. <laughs> right, like Man. it's it's the same thing. You can't make a four door car, or you can't make a, a a truck that only has a bucket seat. Yeah, you know, like it's. Come they were, on.
0: They were very it, it's like it's just they didn't understand the idea of like competition and how that can actually be healthier or not. They, they were a little old school with that. So, yeah. you know, it's definitely a little bit different now that you know there's different ownership and different uh, people at the top of Apple, you know. It's uh make the argument of whether it's uh, better or if it's the same or if it's worse now with them. You know, they, they they just seem to be right now just kind of maybe coasting a little bit, but uh you know, definitely haven't uh you know, struggled as a company, you know, they still do very, very well. Yep. You know, it, it just, it, it feels different and doesn't feel as kind of inspirational because Steve is really good. You know, the real secret to, to him and why Apple became really successful after he came back to the company after being kicked out and everything is that he had the uncanny ability to be able to sell you something that you didn't really need, but he can make you want that. Yes. Just by the way he would speak and present things, he can make you want, for, want something that you really don't need. Yeah, it's but, very uh, true. But he was very, very, very good at that. Uh, you know, you know, if you want to call it the hard sell or whatever like that, but uh, just very good at um, drawing you in. Like those, uh, a lot of those conferences that he did. Now I still go back and watch some of them. You know, just to uh, you know, just to see him kind of do his thing. And uh, yeah, it's just like it's like he'll present you something. And be like I need to have that. And you know
1: what, it, it, it's even the same way today. I mean, like when when I was working in the cell phone business and industry, um, like we would have people come by that, young, young kids mm-hmm. um, mainly, um, some older generation, grandma, grandpas, uh, that want the iPhone because this person or that person has the iPhone, yep. right? And because that one person was sold on the iPhone however many years ago and they've just continued on with it, and, and you know, it it kind of seems as though nope. Now these people want that iPhone as well because it's going to help them stay in, you know, contact with these these people, the, their their loved ones, yep. right? So, I mean, that's that's something that's very very good that yep. iPhone did was making that uh, that iMessage and stuff like that amazing for them and the FaceTime yep. feature, mm-hmm. like little things like that are things that that Steve Jobs didn't have to sell you on. They sold themselves. Mm-hmm. They really did. So it'll be interesting to see now kind of what, you know, they've got the rock now, mm-hmm. right? And and kind of going through to see if something really big and different comes out of this now mm-hmm. um, that's going to really grab people again, like the iMessage or like yeah. the FaceTime, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll see, um, you know, as we're getting closer to, uh, you know, possible new iPhone, I mean, it's, uh, we're, we're already at, dude, we're already at the end of July. Summer's like already half over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, typically, you know, the new iPhones and stuff uh, come out uh, around September, October, usually when they have their uh, their event there. And, you know, likely alongside, they'll probably see some updates to uh, the MacBooks and whatnot. to maybe uh, they might... Um, you know, do maybe a new Mac pro or maybe beef that up a little bit or alter that a little bit too. And yep. it went up, But you know, obviously the main thing is going to be the, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the new iPhone, whatever it's going to be called, you know, and hopefully they'll, uh, you know, with, uh, having the rock on board to really kind of <laughs> pique everybody's interest again, you know, and make maybe somebody like me want to switch to an iPhone, maybe. Right. So maybe tough though, because, uh, you know, <laughs> you know there's a lot of competition out there and, uh, you know, and so hopefully Apple can kind of feed off of that and to make their product better, and it just it makes it a, a tougher choice <laughs> as a consumer too to be like, ooh, do I want a Pixel or do I want an iPhone? <laughs> right. So. Right. Right, so, Excellent. now, kind of going along with, uh, you know, smartphones a little bit too, uh, kind of hinted at this at the beginning, that uh, Facebook, uh, for a little while, has they've had kind of like a little secretive kind of hardware uh, division, you know, they've ventured into this a little bit with like the Oculus Rift and other because they bought out that company, Yep, and, um, you know, and that, I think that had a lot more kind of potential, I think, when, when Facebook kind of purchased it, I think a lot of the interest for that kind of faded off. You know, at least when it came to the Oculus specifically, like there's been some other things that have come out that, you know, have done fairly well. You know, Samsung uh, Gear, uh, they have a version of that. A lot of other companies have kind of hopped on board with that. Uh, Google with the the Daydream, that, you know, very, very cool, hampered, you know, because there's only a handful of phones that that, that, uh, that support it. And I I think they could have done a better job. And uh, you know, it made more phones compatible with that because it really is just yes. a headset. They, they really could have added a lot more devices to have to be functional with that, and if had that a really um, top-selling product, it was only about ninety-nine dollars. That's in the price range for for a lot of people, but not a lot of phones compatible with it. And the ones that were are up in the kind of the high end price-wise. Yeah. So it really, it really, I wouldn't say it was death and arrival for uh, the Daydream, but made it so that not a lot of people you know, could get it even though if they wanted it, right? Because it was something that really piqued my interest because it was very well built, you know, it wasn't like hard plastic and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it looked like they really executed it well with the software and everything that's integrated with it, but just not enough phones compatible with it. I was like so bummed out because I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, it this finally done the right way. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know, even even with uh, the LG G5, which is not an old phone by any means or any stretch of the imagination, not compatible with it, <laughs> you know? It's like, damn.
1: No, and I mean, that was even the same way with the Samsung VR yeah. headset as well. Like when I, again, when I was, when I was working in, in a, in a store that had sold cell phones and accessories, the Samsung Gear VR was only compatible with like three phones. Mm-hmm. It was compatible with the LG G set or not the LG, sorry, the Samsung S6, yep the S7 and the S7 Edge. Mm-hmm. That was it. yep Like. How are you really going to bring this out and not allow it to be able to work with all of your phones, especially considering at that time, the Galaxy S5, the S5 Neo, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: right? They were huge phones. They They were, were like the best selling phones that were out there. But yet this accessory that you've got that you want $199 for won't work with the phone that the majority of your customers have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was – like I said, you know, they could have done so much more that, you know, we'll see. You know, there's still a chance to uh – to maybe uh, change that a little bit. Maybe uh, the next version of it that comes along, maybe they can uh, make more things compatible with
1: it. But uh, sure. Now we we really got like kind of more onto the topic of um, mm-hmm. you know the the headsets and stuff. Let's let's kind of come back to this Facebook uh, modular yes. smartphone. What's what's this really all about? Because I I honestly have, know absolutely mm-hmm. nothing about this. You kind of told me a little bit about this today, yep. and I'm
0: like. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like there's wow. and there's definitely a lot more meat to this bone as well because there's a uh, some fairly big names there that are kind of in discussion when it comes to this now. Uh if you have been using cell phones for a long time, you'll know that Motorola was one of the companies to really kind of pioneer in this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in that space. You know, some of the first cell phones, some of the first, you know, the, one of the first cell phones. It was that, that big uh, gray. The Zack Morris phone. The Zach Morris phone was a Motorola phone. Yeah. And um, you know, and if you follow technology, uh, you know that uh, for a brief period there, Motorola was owned directly by Google. Yes. You know, they did the the Nexus phone. They had a little uh, side project called Project Ara and uh facebook has uh basically latched onto this and basically what they're trying to do here you know not really kind of like with the lgg5 with the modular thing they're, they're going even more with this and basically just having a basic build of a phone that's going to allow you to add on to it hardware wise as, as time kind of goes you know depending on what you want to add to this uh to this device you'll be able to so you know there's uh Quite a bit of interest in this. Uh, there's basically going to be like a just a, a, s- a simple kind of design, and you're going to be able to you know say if you want to add like a camera, they're going to make a lot of kind of modules and to this kind of thing. It's going to make the initial expense you know fairly affordable, and then to be able to customize this phone uh, you know as time goes by.
1: So. so so kind of like from from the picture that I saw there, um, it it almost kind of looks like it's going to be. And, and I'm, good, I'm going to go back in like years, years ago uh, to, to try to kind of explain this a little bit. What it looks like to me is it looks like a green piece of plastic that you would have laying on your carpet or your floor. And then you would take this little red piece or this blue piece or this yellow piece that had, you know, anywhere from four to eight little dots on it that you would stick onto it mm-hmm. um if you don't get it by now i'm talking about lego yeah like it yeah. It, it really looks as though it's almost like a shell mm-hmm. and you've got lego pieces that are going to be conductive um to probably a board inside the the main shell mm-hmm. that are going to allow a camera to work and allow you know for whatever other type of of Modular to put on there, whether it be better speakers, whether it be, you know, uh, switching from a, you know, maybe Bluetooth, um, you know, the version now to Bluetooth, uh, what is it, 5.0 is the yep. newest one, you know, like oh, this, this looks really, really cool to be honest. It's almost like a build your own phone.
0: It's a real departure from uh, you know, everything else that's out there in the business. So you know, interesting to see, you know, if anything uh, becomes of, of that. So, We'll be definitely keeping an eye on There's not a whole oh, yeah. lot uh, there to discuss because it is still pretty secretive. So it's just something that's kind of gotten leaked out recently. One thing that uh, I want to um, uh, hint at before we get to kind of the last topic for, for this particular episode, I'm hoping to find the actual... Uh, um, Article here where I found this piece of news. Uh, I'll see what it is while I kind of look for because I know we can still kind of discuss it. But uh, you know, if you remember from watching listening to our tech talk episodes, we we uh, mentioned something called the uh, the central phone, mm-hmm. which is a um, you know a cell phone company started by Andy Rubin, who was one of the original founders of Android. Um, supposedly, what happened is that the the head designer of that uh, phone has left. Oh, yeah, or, or jumped ship uh, to do something else. I'm trying to find that article, uh, you know, that that kind of mentioned that. I may not be able to find it, you know, to kind of mention it. But uh, they've well, been you... uh, having trouble, uh, you know, getting certified with carriers and stuff with that uh, particular thing. So, you know, it was, you know, they're having trouble rolling it out because it, it's, uh, you know, they're not a known uh, company in the, in the in the industry. So they're there's some, they're having some issues getting out there.
1: Okay. So,
0: I don't say that you know it's not going to do well. You know, they still have time. You know but uh yeah they've been having some issues uh, kind of rolling that product out. I, I can't find the uh, the article but uh, that's almost kind of um, unfortunate now mm-hmm. it is but uh but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens. It'd be a shame for that to kind of die because it, it looked like it had some potential there you know especially if they could get into a reasonable price range. When it comes to that, so one thing that uh, I want to do to kind of end off this episode, I think we'll have enough time to kind of fully discuss this properly. It doesn't really have anything to do with technology, but uh, you know, with us being um, music fans, you know, this is definitely something that uh, you know, (laughs) unless you were living under a rock, you know, you uh, you heard about this, and of course, we were talking about uh, Chester Bennington, lead singer of Linkin Park, gone. Yeah. Now I'm gonna play uh, um, a bit here, and uh, hopefully this will work properly here. And essentially, uh, this was his last interview that he did. Yep. And you could tell we'll we'll play it, but you know, before we get into it, you know, you could tell that you know lots going on in in his brain, and you could tell that he wasn't in a very good place, and. uh, you know, even the uh, the host looked like he was at a radio station or something, kind of laughing him at, at some point. We'll we'll play the bit and then we'll kind of discuss it a little bit before
1: too. before we play it though. I just want to want to say thank you to our friend Jazzy who actually had shared this video, yes. and that's that's kind of where I and I've watched this as well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we both saw it. So, yeah. Jazzy, if you're listening, thank you for sharing that with uh, you know the world yeah. now that that you know you've become yeah. a global part of. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only thing I, I don't like about this particular and I haven't been able to find a version that doesn't have. There is a little bit of kind of music kind of in the background while he's talking, but you know you'll still get the gist of it, and hopefully it'll uh, uh, at least come. We across claim here.
1: no rights to the music Absolutely at all. Not. This is all just part of a video that's out there, yep. um, and it's out there globally for everybody.
0: So, yep. Okay, so let's take a listen to this. Uh, so, Chester Bennington's last interview. So here we go.
4: I don't know if anybody out there can relate, but like I have a hard time with life sometimes. Sometimes it's great, but a lot of times for me it's really hard and um, and no matter how I'm feeling, like I always find myself like struggling with certain patterns of behavior. I find myself like stuck in like a, in like the same thing that keeps repeating over and over again and I'm just like, how do I end up how am I in this? And it's that moment where you're in it and then you kind of separate yourself from that situation and you look at it and you see it for what it is and you you're able to then do something about it like you've you've now broken out of that that circle that cycle and is it, it is it a uh, are you kind of cuz first the first couple of lines on the track make me think that you are like overthinking
0: things in your life is it like a you're it, it could be i mean yourself? i mean
4: honestly like there's so many there's so many circumstances that for me that relate to this situation but like i know that for me when i'm inside myself when i'm in my own head It's this place right here, this this skull between my ears, that is a bad neighborhood. And I am, (laughs) I should not be in there alone. (laughs) I need, I can't be in there by myself. What are you talking about? It's just, you just, you just, it's insane. It's crazy in here. This is a bad place for me to be by myself. And so when I'm in that, like, I get, I, my whole life gets thrown off. Like, if I'm in there, like, I don't say nice things to myself like there's another Chester in there that's like wants to take me down and so um, and I find that it could be whether it's substances or whether it's behavior or whether it's like depressive stuff or whatever it is like if I'm not like actively like doing getting out of myself and and being with other people like being a dad being a husband being a bandmate like being a friend helping someone out like if I'm not if I'm Out of myself I'm great if I'm inside all the time I'm I'm horrible I'm a mess and so for me it's like that was kind of where I don't like my mind right now stacking up problems that are so unnecessary you know that's where that kind of that was where that came from for me and um and that's but it's the moment where it's like realizing like I drive myself nuts like actually thinking that like all these are real problems like all the stuff that's going on in here is actually just i'm doing this to myself and um regardless of whatever that thing is and so this is that like conscious awareness of that thing and like when you when you can step back and look at something like you're actually elevating yourself consciously like you're 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 enlightened at that point to a certain degree and so this is that moment of enlightenment where you go you know I could do something about this and by doing it, I can move forward and get unstuck from this and then I could actually be able to, for me, it's like I can live with life on life's terms. Like, I can can experience the whole spectrum of humanity and not want to get out of it. Whether it's happiness, sadness, or whatever, like, I just want to, like, I, when I'm in it, I just want to get out of however I'm feeling, no matter what it is. So when you wrote this song, you were clearly in that bad neighborhood in your brain. Or- this time last year, I was a mess. Like a total wreck, you know, and like, I think for a lot of people, they think like if you're successful, like all of a sudden, like you get like a green, like you get like some card in the mail that says like, you're going to be totally satisfied and happy for the rest of your life. It, it doesn't happen like that. Like life for me happens the way it always, it's my, the only difference is I'm in Lincoln Park. Like what goes on inside my head is always been, that it's always been this way for me. So When I'm not working on that, like, my life gets messy. And that's kind of how the, the inspiration for all these songs came from conversations about life and what was going on as friends, as husbands, as fathers, as, you know, whatever, business partners. Like, we were all talking about what was going on in all aspects of our lives at certain times throughout the process of this record. And we realized, like, man, we've all gone through, like, some really crazy stuff and we don't need to find the source of inspiration, like, what's this record about, like, this is our life, you know, the, we always have written about our lives, and like, that should just be enough, we don't need to find some new thing, like, life is always throwing these, like, curveballs at you whether they're good or bad, like, it it just happens, and eventually what I found is, especially with the bad stuff, because that's the stuff that I kind of lean, that's the stuff that re- I, that sticks to me a little bit more, coming out at the other side and being like, Man, I'm a better person because of that. Or I can, I'm more compassionate because of that. Or, you know, I can understand, I feel like I understand people or humanity a little bit differently because I've been through some pretty crazy stuff. And that's a positive. So finding the positive in all these things, that's what we always try to do. But we still talk about the feelings we had going through all these different circumstances.
0: So there we go. I was uh, going to only. Play a portion of that, but I figured, you know, we listened to the whole thing and and let the man uh, speak there. Uh, So, you know, clearly, you know, at that point, a lot going through his mind and you know, getting a lot off his shoulders, you know, and you can, and like I mentioned before, we played the clip that the uh, interview almost kind of not taking it quite seriously, almost kind of chuckling at him, with him saying, you know, when, when he gets into that spot, he's like, this is a bad place for me to be by myself, you know, and know, up until that point, I guess, you know, he's been able to find a way or have had the right people around him, mm-hmm. you know, to get through those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. So maybe what, what happened here in this case, you know, by himself, you know, and, and not being able to separate himself from those feelings you know, that he was having and, you know, combination of that maybe and everything else that he's kind of been through, maybe enough enough to, to kind of trigger, you know, the the idea of, okay, you know, that, that's a
1: and in, in this situation, I really don't fault the uh, interviewer at all. I mean this
0: it's a de- it's a delicate uh, topic, you know. No matter which way we slice, I mean, we could do an entire episode you know, if it comes to suicide, you know, if we really wanted to. But it, it's such a touchy topic, you know, with uh, with anybody, right? So it's tough to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, and I and I kind of I kind of cut you off there, and uh, <laughs> I don't know you were going to say something important there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like I I really can't fault the interviewer there. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's because there is still such a, um, stigma, I guess, around this type of stuff around depression and, and around these, these feelings that people are having, um, it's it's almost still not really out there enough that that people take it seriously. So when somebody really says something Mm -hmm. like that, it's it's more thought of and just seen as a ha ha moment. Exactly. Right? But I mean hopefully and I I thought I thought for sure that when when this situation happened with Robin Williams Mm. that really there would have been a change in in all of this towards the the, the the outlook and and how people feel towards depression and towards these these emotions that people are having. Yeah. Um, but really it's, it's it still isn't to that point. And, and myself, I really hope that that someday it really comes to that time when people are not more sensitive to the situation, but more understanding. towards the situation because if i had to go through that myself Mm -hmm. i i i don't know i i I don't even want to think about it it's just something that you don't know
0: yeah until you've been down that that path yourself yeah it's definitely uh you know i've I've experienced it not, not personally with literally with myself but you know with um family members and whatnot but uh yeah, suicide. It's something I have a very strong opinion on. You know, this isn't when it comes to talking with Chester. It's not really the time and the place to kind of voice my opinion when it comes to that. You know, because it's just it's not sensitive. You know, to 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 him. You know, and, and one thing we forgot to mention too is that that happened on what would have been Chris Cornell's uh, birthday. Yes, who just recently you know died the exact same way know which makes it you know that even more kind of like a ah kind of moment now know for you know especially uh you know for anybody who's a fan of music you know who who you know grew up listening to Soundgarden and you know velvet revolver I mean Chris was a major player in the industry and you know you know adored and respected by almost everybody in Chester you know same deal yeah you know and you know just to see both guys kind of Go out that way, feeling you know that they had nothing left to to live for. You know, especially with Chester. Like I mean, married. You know, three kids, three other uh, uh, kids with a pre- from a previous relationship. You yes. know, leaving all of them behind. To me, that that's the part that you know that really bothers me. And you know, just the the fact that that you get to that yeah, you, know, you could give up on your kids like that. You know, that's the part of that really. Big. You know, I don't want to venture into uh, hmm. into that territory of you know saying that suicide's wrong and that kind of stuff. You know, just. The fact that you can give up on all that I mean it's uh, I, I can't wrap my head around that idea it's tough it's
1: very hard yeah. to deal with and very hard to understand like I said I just hope that at some point we do kind of get a little bit more clarity and understanding
0: yes. and, and, and I hope so too because uh, you know I don't see anymore or too many people kind of go this way because it's it doesn't seem like it's just the general population approaches it in the proper way you know, it, you know, and but to be fair too, I mean, there's no real kind of set way to go go about this too, because I mean, it's something mm-hmm. that you know everybody has a different perspective and viewpoint on, you know, and that, that's always going to be a bit of a stumbling block when it comes to that. Yeah, dealing with that um, issue as well. So definitely. You know, so it's going to make it tough for a long time, in my opinion. But uh, you know, hopefully, you know, a little bit more awareness comes out about it uh, now, and you know, hopefully that, uh, you know just more people become aware of this and, you know, can can kind of see the signs and the warnings that, okay, you know, this person, you know, shouldn't be dealing with all this by themselves. need some help, you know. And on the flip side of that too with the person dealing with it too, you know, um, you know, not being afraid to ask for help. Because I know that can be a bit of a stumbling block too, you know, with some people in that position, you know, and, uh, you know, being too embarrassed or too, uh, you too know. Too proud. Too proud, to, uh, to admit that they need help when, uh, when they desperately do, especially in the case of, uh, you know, we mentioned with uh, with Chester here, with Chris Cornell, and with Robin Williams, yes. of course, too, right? So, you know, and sometimes, you know, just some, you know, especially Robin, you're really good at, you know, hiding it. You know, who knew that, you know, he was uh, having... Uh, such a hard time, you know. At least we in Chester, we saw some signs there with Robin. It was just like we had no idea. Yeah, you know, you know. I'm sure some people close to him, you know, had a better idea. But you know, when it came to like his public persona, I mean, he was always, you know, just always on. You know, always entertaining, always funny. You know, who knew that you know there was such a dark side there, and uh unfortunate uh, for that kind of thing to happen. But uh I think a, a fitting way to kind of end off this episode here. Unless you have anything else to. Uh, to add here, uh, I figured we'd we'd play a Lincoln Park song, and this one uh, happens to be my favorite song. It's not you know the t- traditional kind of Lincoln Park radio song, but uh, definitely uh, my pick uh, for my favorite Lincoln Park song. We'll end this off with that uh, from their uh, 2003 uh, album Meteora, which did extremely well. Mm-hmm. You know, Hybrid Theory, their first album was excellent, but I thought you know, with Meteora, they really, really stepped it up, and a lot of their songs make it onto ra- onto radio, and uh, they were very, very successful with. This. So let's end this off with uh, Lincoln Park lying from you, and we'll see you guys next time. Ciao.
1: Exactly like what you had always wanted to see When I pretend I can forget about the criminal I am Stealing second after second Just cause I know I can But I can't pretend this is the way it'll stay I'm just Trying to bend
3: the truth I can't pretend I'm who you want me to be So I'm Lying my way from You No, no turning back now I wanna be they talked to me remember
1: condescending talk of who I ought to be remember listening to all of that miss again so I pretended up a person who was fitting in and now you think this person really is
3: me and I'm trying to bend the truth the more I push the more I'm pulling away cause I'm Lying my way from Yeah. You know, back now. I wanna be decide, so let me back yeah Be. I never thought it what I said would have you wanted from me Like this, this isn't what I wanted to be I never thought it was I said would have you wanted from me Like this, this isn't what I wanted to be I never thought it was I said would have you wanted from me Like this, yeah No turning back